0: Welcome to Karen's Corner. This is Karen, and it is Thursday, June 25th, 2020. Today, I thought I would read you two poems, each from different authors. The first one is from Emily Dickinson, and Emily Dickinson was a very famous poet back in the 1800s. She lived somewhere between 1830 up until the uh, year 1886. And the one that I'm going to read for you is called I Measure Every Grief I Meet. I measure every grief I meet with narrow, probing eyes. I wonder if it weighs like mine or has an easier size. I wonder if they bore it long or did it just begin. I could not tell the date of mine. It feels so old a pain. I wonder if it hurts to live and if they have to try, and whether could they choose between? It would not be to die. I note that some gone patient long at length renew their smile in imitation of a light that has so little oil. I wonder if when years have piled some thousands on the harm, that them early, such a lapse could give them any balm. Or would they go on aching still through centuries of nerve enlightened to a larger pain, in contrast with the love the grieved are many i am told there is the various cause death is but one and comes but once and only nails the eyes there's grief of want and grief of cold a sort they call despair there's banishment from native eyes and sight of native air. And though I may not guess the kind correctly, yet to me a piercing comfort it affords in passing Calvary. To note the fashions of the cross and how they're mostly worn, still fascinated to presume that some are like my own. Now, to try and to actually decipher what exactly she meant by everything that was said, obviously I don't know. I think poems and poetry is like looking at a, um, a piece of artwork that's hanging on the wall. The artist has one intention, um, but the viewer may receive another. So it's kind of hard to say exactly um, what she was feeling when she wrote this. But I do know, or I think I have read, and definitely correct me if you know differently, but I think that she was a very uh, depressed young lady. Um, and so a lot of her writing, it's dark, um, and it talks of despair and death. Um, but she was way ahead of her time as so many, um, I, I like to say just people that are just, they they are either brought to this world way way too early, or they arrive way, way too late, but she was really um, a very interesting um, poet and her work, her work is, is fascinating. Um, The other person's poem that I'd like to share with you this morning is by a poet named Max Airham. And I believe I said that name correctly, but it is spelled E-H-R-M-A-N. And from what I gathered, this man was an attorney. Um, He was born in the late 1800s, and I believe he passed away early 1900s, 1927 maybe, uh, maybe a little later. Uh, but the name of his poem is called Desiderata uh, and I hope I pronounced that right. But this was interesting because I felt like this poem, even though he wrote this poem um, because of a need that he had inside, uh, I actually, when I read this poem, I'm able to relate it to what we are experiencing now in this world. Um, In 2020, it has just been, it it came in like a whirlwind. Um, You know, we all got reintroduced to Corona virus. You know, it's been a virus that has been around forever, but for some reason it came in with a vengeance. um, And it has taken a lot of lives. And it has changed a lot of lives. Uh, just how we have to finagle now through society with mask on and six feet of distances. That um, is really, really a lot. Not only that, but, you know, we have, are in an outright racial war. Um, people feeling that they either are better than we are or that our voices are not as important and that we are not as valuable or valued in this life. And it's really sad that we are in the state of chaos constantly But things will change, things are changing, and um, we just have to continue to speak up when injustices are done, and we have to, you know, we all have to learn to treat each other better. That's what it really all boils down to. We really need to start looking at each other as equal and not, you know, you're better than this person because of the color of your skin? No. Our skin is just our pigmentation. We are still human. We are still one race. There will always be one race and only one race, regardless to whether you are Latino, you are African-American, you are Caucasian, you are Asian, we are one race. But Let me go into this poem, and then I do want to talk to you a little bit more about this poem after it is read. Go placidity amid the noise and the haste, and remember what peace there may be in silence. As far as possible without surrender, be on good terms with all persons. Speak your truth quietly and clearly, and listen to others, even to the dull and the ignorant. They too have their story. Avoid loud and aggressive persons, they are vexatious to the spirit. If you compare yourself with others, you may become vain or bitter. For always there will be greater and lesser persons than yourself. Enjoy your achievements as well as your plans. Keep interested in your own career, however humble. It is a real possession in the changing fortunes of time. Exercise caution in your business affairs, for the world is full of trickery. But let this not blind you to what virtue there is. Many persons strive for high ideas, and everywhere life is full of heroism. Be yourself especially, do not feign affection, neither be cynical about love, for in the face of all aridity and disenchantment it is as perennial as the grass. Take kindly the counsel of the years, gracefully surrendering the things of youth, Nurture strength of spirit to shield you in sudden misfortune. Do not distress yourself with dark imagings. Many fears are born of fatigue and loneliness. Beyond a wholesome discipline, a gentle I'm sorry, beyond a wholesome discipline, be gentle with yourself. You are a child of the universe, no less than the trees and the stars. You have a right to be here, and whether or not it is clear to you, no doubt the universe is unfolding as it should. Therefore, be at peace with God, whatever you conceive him to be, and whatever your labors and aspirations in the noisy confusion of life. Keep peace in your soul with all its shame, drudgery, and and broken dreams, it is still a beautiful world. Be cheerful, strive to be happy. And this was written, like I said, back in the 1800s or definitely early 1900s, but it was written by this man. Um, And boy, I'm telling you, it's like, uh, there are some points in here that really stick out to me. I don't know about you. The first one that really made a wave or struck me was when he said, beyond a wholesome discipline, be gentle with yourself. Are we gentle with ourselves? Most of us are not. Most of us are very harsh uh, on ourselves, I mean, as well as others. But right now we're just speaking about the individual person. We're very harsh on ourselves, and that can be for a lot of reasons, but we definitely need to learn how to be patient with ourselves and more gentle with ourselves. And then the next line, when he said, you are a child of the universe, you're no less than the trees and the stars. You have the right to be here. Everybody has a purpose here. Everybody has a reason of being here at this moment or at the moment that they were here. There was a purpose. And we need to realize that we are all part of the universe. We're all part of God's creation. We sometimes don't see that. And I think we look at other people based on the color of their skin and think, well, I'm better than they They are, you know? No, no, you're not. (laughs) And we are all the same. We just have a little different color pigment, that's it. Our hearts are generally, besides the one point, I don't know what billionth of a person, our hearts are always located on the same side. Our lungs are located in the same area. Our stomach, our pancreas, Everything. We are constructed exactly the same. The only thing that makes us different is our skin color. That's it. And it's just about how much melon you received versus how much melon I received. That's it. The other thing that stood out to me a lot was therefore be at peace with God whatever you conceive him to be. And you know, this is a big thing because we all have a different perception of who God is and how, you know, he exists to us. You know, some people um, may feel that, you know, God is this deity that sits somewhere far, far away. And he's just looking down on everybody and all of us like we're little ants. Um You know, I don't know what your perception is of God, but I will tell you, my perception is that He lives in my heart. He is here. He is with me. He gives me peace. He he gives me the ability to be tolerant. He gives me the ability to see through His eyes. So I know that often when people spew hateful, ugly things, that it's coming from a place of darkness. It's coming from a place of uh, possession. It's coming from a place of hating themselves and not even knowing, or maybe they do know. Um, But you have to find peace Where is your peace? Do you have peace? Because if you have peace, then you are not confused. You are not afraid. You are not, um, you're not conforming. You're not conforming. You're not falling in line. You're not drinking the Kool-Aid, so to speak, or the tainted waters. You're not, because the waters that flow through you are living waters. The waters that flow through you give you knowledge, it gives you wisdom, it gives you the understanding that everything here is just an illusion. It is just a part of an episode that we watch, that we see, until that day when we are no longer here. And then we really see what's what. Um, so in whatever your labors and aspirations in the noisy confusion life of life, keep peace in your soul. Again, peace. If you have peace, no one can take it away from you. Okay. It's like that song and I don't really know the words of it, but it says the joy that I have, the world did not give it to me and the world cannot take it away. That is when you know you have peace peace in your soul. So be cheerful and strive to be happy. It's hard to do that. It's hard to be cheerful and strive to be happy when you have um, bills and you have no idea how you're going to get them paid. Maybe many of you have been laid off uh, or you don't have work or you have collectors that are constantly hounding you about payments. It can be really hard to know where this cheerfulness will come from when you are in a place of um, a, in a place of need. It, it can be really hard, and sometimes it can get even frightening for those who may be alone. But what I will Tell you is to be of courage to stand and to keep your faith, to believe that you are not left alone, that you have people in this world that do care for you, and also, more importantly, you have God, you have Christ who loves you, who lives in you if you will allow Him to. And He does hear everything that you're going through, and he does know, and he has not forgotten you. And again, I know, you know, my words to maybe the unbeliever, or maybe the believer that has temporarily just kind of lost hope, it seems very futile. It's like, why, why even bother saying this? You don't understand my situation. And no, I don't. And I have absolutely no idea why I'm saying this right now, but I let the the spirit lead me so someone needed to hear it and others didn't. And if it does not apply to you, then, you know, ignore it. But if it does apply to you, just know that you are not alone, that You know, there are good people in this world that are trying to do the right thing. There are um, places, there are things, there are so much available and you just got to hold on a little bit longer. So, anyway, I encourage you guys to, you know, read out um, both of these poems, look up the artist's uh, Emily Dickinson and Matt Earman and check them out and then let me know in the comments. Please comment. I'd love to hear your comments. Good ones, of course. <laughs> and I'm also, you know, willing to hear those that may not be that great. Um, but send your comments. Uh, definitely hit the like button if you like the episode. Um, and again, you know, give me some feedback on what you'd like to hear. These are random conversations. Ultimately, as I mentioned to you in my introduction, my plan, my goal is that I am trying to get a nonprofit started. And I want to get this started because I think it is so needed, especially now in this day and time um, for our elderly and our disabled population. you know, I'm trying to make a difference. Uh, whatever one person can do, and I'm trying my very best. It's it's been a long process, um, and it's a hard one. I am working on, you know, just making my own, trying to trying to do everything on my own. So it's it's really been um, challenging, but definitely please respond back. And like I said, hit the like, follow. Um, Feel free to leave donations if you want to. That would also be helpful as I'm trying to get things started. Um, but definitely join me every day. Maybe not the weekends, but Monday through Friday. I don't know. I'll have to see. Maybe the weekends it'll be on um, in the evenings. But um, definitely join me. I'd love to carry on a conversation with you guys. All right. Well, take care and have a wonderful rest of your day.